last word on health on Today FM. With Benelin non-drowsy chesty coughs. Gets to work fast. Always read the label. Now it's time for our weekly segment on the last word on health. I'm joined by Dr. Brian Higgins from Galway Primary Care and Galway Skin Clinic. Good evening, Brian. Hi, how are you? Uh, You're going to talk today about acne. Uh, When you're talking about acne, what exactly are you talking about? Well, acne is, first off, it's an incredibly common condition. It tends to affect, we all know, there's there's very few of us who will be listening to the show or on the show who haven't suffered with a little bit of acne or gotten some spots at, at some point in their life. Acne is disorder, though, the sweat gland. And that's the little gland at the base of the hair that produces oil. And for some people that gland can get a little big and it can get a little inflamed and it can cause people to have recurrence of spots and they can be little pustules, blackheads or whiteheads. And for a lot of people, it's a self-limiting condition that will resolve in time with some gentle skincare. But for others, it can be much more severe and even cause quite severe scarring in some cases. Is it mainly an issue for teenagers? It's, it's more common in teenagers and it's a little bit more common in females. Um, but it's such a common condition that we see it really in um, across a lot of groups in teenagers and sometimes, unfortunately, can have an onset in the 20s and 30s as well. You mentioned there it's usually mild, usually self-limiting. At what stage should somebody who's suffering from acne present themselves to a doctor for treatment? The I Well, it depends. Uh, that question is a little bit tricky to answer because there's two answers to it. Because we look at acne and we kind of decide clinically how severe it is. Mm. But you have to look from the patient's perspective as well. And it's also how much it is bothering them. So there's some absolute red flags that people need to go and see a doctor. And that's if, if they're getting spots and those spots are very inflamed or they're scarring or there's big lumps under the skin. That needs medical attention. But I would say anyone who's suffering with acne and is distressed by it should seek medical attention. Because we would look at it as a physical issue. But what you're talking about there is that it does cause for, particularly for young people, a huge amount of psychological stress as well. Yeah, absolutely. And you have to remember as well, when we look at other people's faces, we see a face, we see eyes and expression and smiles and we see how that face moves. When we look at ourselves, we look at ourselves very, very differently and we look at ourselves in little parts. So we tend to stare at parts of our face. So when someone is looking in the mirror, their acne is going to appear much, much, much worse to them than it is to other people looking at them. And it's important to when you're having a discussion with a friend or a family member who's suffering with acne, Um, that what they're seeing when they look in the mirror is probably quite different to what you're seeing when you're talking to them. How big a factor is diet when it comes to acne? Um, You'll hear all sorts of advice around diet. There's very little um, evidence that any specific diet is bad for acne, with the exception of some people, if they have a lot of dairy in their diet, that can cause acne to worsen a little bit. Or if people get a lot of oil on their fingers and tend to put that oil on their face, it can block their pores. But generally, when it comes to diet, I would always tell people, look, having a reasonable amount of dairy in your diet and just try to have a healthy, balanced diet because our skin is our biggest organ. And it's hard to expect us to have a very healthy, well-functioning organ if we're not feeding it well. What sort of treatments are available? Again, when it comes to treatments, it's generally mild and self-limiting. So uh, treatments should involve 
a neutral, maybe slightly acidic cleanser to help remove that oil and especially an oil-free moisturizer. And for those of us who are listening who wear makeup, try use water-based makeups because they're not going to block your pores as much. And most pharmacies have some brilliant ranges of products that are available that are designed for acne and they're very affordable. So I would advise people to go down to the pharmacy and speak to the pharmacist about what products would be suitable for acne prone skin. And I would always tell people have a very simple approach to skincare. When it comes to managing acne, you want to gently treat your skin. You don't want to overly scrub it. You don't want to stimulate more oil production. What you want to do is just gently guide it into getting improved, not beat it into submission. And then if those treatments aren't working, we're not reducing the oiliness of the skin or we're still getting a lot of breakouts, that's when you go and speak to your doctor who might give you a prescribed topical medication, a cream that they can put on to reduce the oil production or reduce the bacterial overgrowth that's happening on the skin. And sometimes then we might move to oral medication if those topical treatments aren't working. One word that has come up a lot when I've been looking at this over the last couple of hours is isotretinoin. What's that? Well, isotretinoin is a very specific treatment for acne and it's a form actually of vitamin A. Um, we use it for severe cases of acne. So that's acne that is scarring, this acne called nodulocystic acne where there's large lumps occurring underneath the skin or for patients who've tried the prescription topical treatments or the prescription oral antibiotics or the oral contraceptive pill in women and they're just having ongoing issues with their acne, especially with antibiotic treatments because we don't want to use those for longer than six months. It is a very effective treatment. It can be curative for acne, but it's got quite a lot of side effects, including very dry skin, dry lips. And we do need to monitor um, liver function and lipid levels while people are taking them. It's also a very harmful medication if people get pregnant. And I have heard, unfortunately, of patients who've been a little bit um, uh, distressed by their acne and they felt like they've had nowhere to go to. And they've actually tried to order chemicals like this online, but they can be extremely harmful. So it's very important for patients to seek medical attention when it comes to that more severe acne where prescriptions are required. And we are already getting quite a few messages in from people talking about how hard it is to get medical attention and very hard at the moment to get an appointment for a dermatologist. Even a private appointment can take months and very, very costly. So that's obviously a big issue for people out there as well. Yeah, absolutely. And unfortunately, not all GPs are able to prescribe um, isotretinoin. Uh, we prescribe, prescribe it in our skin clinic, but for doctors who are prescribing it, they do need additional training to be able to prescribe that. But chat to your GP and they should either be able to prescribe it themselves if they have some additional training in, in, in dermatology, or they should know someone locally who might be able to see a little bit faster than a dermatologist to get that prescribed. All right, Dr. Brian Higgins, thank you as always for the last word on health. The last word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today.